Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 and Chat Roulette here on the Tennessee Power <laughs> Hour. Alongside Chad Withrow it's and all Paul here. I'm Jonathan It's Hutton. all happening right here. Discussing right here. during the break. The, right here. The uh, trolling on the YouTube chat, which never ends. And we appreciate that follow, that like, that subscription, <laughs> wherever you may be watching. You we can subscribe trolls. to the channel. You can retweet uh, the link through Twitter at Outkick 360. You can also find us on Facebook Live, and you can download the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, available daily as soon as the show ends. Just a brief message to David David, oh. formerly of our YouTube chat, that would comment on our fashion every day. Please come back to us. <laughs> Wherever you went. I know you're watching, but you're not Is commenting. He? He's watching. We need you to comment on what you think of our appearance. Please do so. It's great show fodder. You were a character we on the show. We appreciate it, and we want you to return. Come back to us. Please come back to us. Thank you. We miss you. Eddie George, uh, officially named the TSU head coach today in a press conference that took place over on the campus uh, in the Gentry Center. Um, first off, congratulations to Eddie. Uh, you could see the passion and the enthusiasm for the position uh, that, that he's taking. Uh, they made it clear that Rod Reed was told about this decision six weeks ago, so a month and a half ago, uh, which goes in line with what we said yesterday on the show with how much that Eddie had been thinking about this behind the scenes prior to taking on the role of head coach. Uh, full coaching staff was not disclosed, was not discussed at the presser that lasted roughly 27 minutes. Question should have been asked and wasn't. Yes, but... But what he was asked was why you wanted the job and why he's the right man for the job. And the leadership qualities of Eddie in front of that room are exactly why TSU and the decision makers picked up the phone and called him. And the commitment and the intent of the position, that's why Eddie took the job. You, you can tell he is eager to help mold that football team into a winner. He said some very interesting things. He certainly talked about his, his full commitment. The thing that struck me the most uh, about uh, after he took the initial phone call and phone, subsequent phone calls, it just resonated in my spirit and it wouldn't go away. So they rung a bell with him and uh, the echo of that bell wouldn't go away. They, they struck a chord and... Um, they, I don't want to say they lucked out. They were wise to go to him and try. We always say this. Why not go to the guy on the top of your list and see, right? Chad says this all the time. You know, don't presume you can't get the top guy on your list. Well, he's talking about, you know, basketball coaches who have good jobs. Well, see if he'll leave. If they say no, big deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then you go to the next guy. And we all know the story of how low-ranking Roy Williams was for Kansas. Yeah. Uh, when he got the Kansas job, and it turned out to be an unbelievably good hire. So if you think, hey, point. Eddie George as a leader of men doesn't have coaching experience, but 
in exchange for not having coach experience, coaching experience, we know we're going to get a great leader of men, an organized guy with a great sensibility who will teach himself how to coach and surround himself with good coaches. Uh, that's the guy we want. They did a good job um, with, with, with that, and, uh, and he, he was terrific today. Well, when was the last time that TSU had that sort of attendance for a press conference or that many eyeballs watching a press conference? Maybe never. So that's the big draw to it. And people say, well, who cares about winning the press conference if you don't win on the field? Well, it matters at a place like TSU where you've you got to raise money, where you need an investment from your people, from your alum, from the city of Nashville, and that's what Eddie George can get. And so much about being a great leader and so much of leadership is great communication and being a great communicator. So I have no idea what system Eddie wants to run, how he's going to handle fourth down, how he's going to handle different late game situations. Don't know any of that. And he said he doesn't know any of that No, and, and no one does. But here's what I know about Eddie George. He is a great communicator. We had him on our old show for a, a, a player show. He is a terrific communicator. He will bring people together. He will clearly communicate the goals for that program, what he wants to accomplish. What you saw today in that press conference is simply a precursor to how he's going to communicate to the TSU and greater Nashville community. For that reason, I think he's going to be a success. Dynamic, energetic, charismatic. That's how you would describe Eddie George. And TSU described the hire as bold and strategic. And a transformational impact, Mickey Allen said. Not only for football, but for the university at large and for the Nashville community. And that's what a school like that is, is striving for every time, you know, and you hope you're getting it with an alumni like Rod Reed, but Rod Reed's, this is no offense to Rod Reed, and they were very kind to Rod Reed and what they, they said, but Rod Reed's reach is limited, and Rod Reed's reach is predominantly within the people you have already. Sure. He's, a, he's a tiger. He's a TSU guy, and so he can do well to reach TSU people. But TSU and schools like TSU need, ideally, to be able to reach beyond the, the, the fences of their campus. Yeah, and that's what, that's what John Merritt was known for doing in the fundraising department at Tennessee State University. And in regards to the strategic element of this, Chad, where would you rank TSU today among in-state OVC football programs? Number today. one. Number immediately. One. Number one. And there's not a close second. I would He's say, a magnet. I would say when Will Healy was at Austin P. Yep. and the buzz he created would have been right up there with them. But now that Will Healy's gone, now that they've had another coach leave also, uh, it's it's not even close. I mean, I, I'm going through the list now. Tech's been playing some winning football. UT Martin, Tennessee Tech. Right. It's TSU. It's, it's Eddie George. There's and a draw. And you brought up this point. Where would you put, in terms of the pecking order of just interest, mm-hmm. they play in two different divisions, but MTSU versus TSU. TSU has more interest right now. Yep. That's just the brutal honesty of the two programs by it, making one it's high. It's your move, middle. And you know, it's yeah. your move, all of these schools in, in the OVC. Uh, bold and strategic is what I wish you know, for every program except for the Tennessee Vols in-state. Like, uh, that should be the, the bold and strategic motive of how do you attack the in-state recruiting? How do you get the Middle Tennessee fan, I'm talking about the region, not the school, the Middle Tennessee football fan 
to go to your game over going to Vanderbilt or over going to MTSU or going to Clarksville just to watch a game with your son or daughter or just a family outing in Clarksville or whatever it might be, what's going to get you out to a football game or just to get you to, to donate to a program for the first time in years if you're an alum or if you're just a supporter of HBCUs or whatever it might be, the, this is an element of that that's going to help in that area that they didn't have. Marketing, and that, marketing, and that quite marketing. frankly, the other schools don't have that much either. No. Well, so it's, it's also this is what's interesting to me about the hire and who made the hire. Dr. Mickey Allen played at Brentwood Academy locally, played at the University of Tennessee, won a national championship there, four-year letterman at, mm -hmm. at Tennessee. A football guy, right? A former football player who was a national championship winning football player at Tennessee. You would think a hire like this would be made by a marketing person. So this shows me also that Mickey Allen is marrying the two, right? He is a football player. That's his background. He's not, uh, you know, doesn't come from the marketing, strategic planning type background, but he sees the marketing opportunities, promotional opportunities with Eddie George, yeah. and he's marrying that with football and what can be done in football, but also the common sense approach of what's going to make us money and what's going to drive revenue, what's going to bring in donations, and that's Eddie George. I, I just think it's when you see this, you would think, oh, this is some marketer that is a big promotions person. Not a football person. Yeah, that's not a sports Which person. Which would be critical of in a lot of situations. A fundraiser. This would be made by a fundraiser as an AD, not a guy who played football at Tennessee and won a national championship. So I just find that dynamic interesting of who I mean, his a boss lot of is cases, at TSU. In a lot of cases, I'd call this a gimmick. I think it's a gimmick with Deion Sanders. I don't think Deion Sanders will ultimately put in the work. Why? Because I saw Deion Sanders go into television, and what did he do? He did not put in the work. He didn't know who the all-pro safety was. Kevin Byard. How to pronounce his not just how to pronounce his name, but who he was. Well, go, well that's being unfair to Deion Sanders, to be fair, uh, to, to the argument. Um, because he has put in the work behind the scenes coaching. I mentioned that yesterday. There, there were signs that Dion wanted to coach a lot more than Eddie George ever wanted well, to and coach. I think, oh, well, I, I, He's put in the work okay. in that area I, in, with the youth. I will say this, though. Dion Sanders at Florida State when that was rumored it was ridiculous. Right. You don't Dion start Sanders at, at Jackson State. State when they made that move, I thought, okay, smart move by Jackson State right. because now right. I'm suddenly watching ESPN Plus on Saturdays in the spring to catch a quarter of Deion Sanders' game for Jackson well, State. Well, Deion Sanders gets a chance, but Deion Sanders, to me, is a showman who wants to be the guy leading the three-ring circus. And, and the, where he is, you don't get that. Ultimately, the lights go out, and you have to do some grinding behind the scenes. And they're they're about and we'll a 500 team. We'll see if he does it. They're or a not. 500 team in the spring. Right, and it's early. It's his and, first year, and he's got to recruit and do all that. And he put Jackson State on the map. Sure. Where every week now, granted, this is in the spring, and first now, time. But in the, I'm saying the spring for the TV contract. ESPN had a deal where they only showed his games every week. Right. Every single week, Look, they he was on national television. I'm not disagreeing with you about his interest in coaching and all of that. In terms, well, you of, said he wasn't putting in, in the work. In I terms mean, of, well, he wasn't in, putting in the work on NFL Network. In terms what you said. of personal work ethic, post career. I see that Eddie George has worked at a lot yes, of things and been a successful businessman. Eddie man. George has I have not yet anything. seen it from right. Dion. And so I'll be curious to see it. Because still, off of Dion Sanders, what's the biggest story, Ben? There's this some kind of weird, there's always something weird going on around Dion. There's never anything weird going on around Eddie. 
Now, there's a diff- Paul, there's a different approach for sure. That, Here, that's here's, my, and that's to your point, Paul, it's fair to say Deion Sanders half-assed the TV gig, right? And he may have been passionate about the coaching on the side with the youth football and everything that he did. Yeah, he and he may be passionate, passionate Jackson about State, that. And but it is fair to question a guy who we know didn't put in the work on the television side. The difference with Eddie is he puts in the work with everything, everything he does. Now, I do think it's fair to question – Eddie George, self-proclaimed, and honestly, he is a renaissance man. You look at head coaches in college football, not a lot of renaissance men. No. These are football Singular. dudes. These are all the time, all day, thinking about it, working it, on the phone, texting recruits, in the office, working on it. These are football people. So I do think it. The one, it's not his work ethic that you could ever question with Eddie George. It's not... His ability as a communicator. It's not his ability as a salesman. But I would say that I think it's fair if someone throws out the question, is Eddie George really going to be committed solely to this and not the hundreds of other things that Eddie George is interested in? To put in the time that it takes to be a successful head football coach in college, you're going to have to take away from a lot of other things that interest him. And that was my question right out of the gate. And he said he would be, and all we could do is take him at face value and watch. He said... You know, I've been a mentor my whole life. Elements of everything that I've done have prepared me for this. Every aspect of the opportunity, it's the nuances of it where the learning is going to come. And I asked for your patience on that. And he talked about, you know, do I call the timeout? Do I go for it on fourth down? All of those things. He's got to learn. And the thing he has going for him is that he's an incredibly bright guy who's learned a lot of things. He learned how to build a financial business. He learned how to be, you know, a guy in a tequila business. He learned how, you know, all these, he learned how to be a broad, an actor who we saw at Belmont who went all the way to being uh, in a prominent role in Chicago on Broadway. It doesn't get bigger than that. But but let me jump in. To go back to, and this ties in with the coaching aspect. And I said this yesterday, he knows what he doesn't know. He, and I, I've had a glimpse of what it's like behind the scenes with Eddie and some of his business acumen. He surrounds himself with some really intelligent people. And he does that on purpose, where he, he's open to ideas. He's open to suggestions on how to execute certain things, how to properly go about a, a path and a, a business model. And he's also smart in the fact that, of what he turns down and what he decides not to do. In the business world, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is he didn't just wake up one day and said, you know what, I'm taking the gig. Well, he's going to have a good supporting cast. At, I mean, what we've seen about the coaches, Jeff Fisher, Hugh Jackson, uh, go on down the list of guys. Uh, uh, Rod Woodson. Fisher, Rod Woodson. I mean, the, the list Woodson? of rumored coaching staff additions shows you that he's going to have a really good supporting cast. It's going to help him a lot of this. So right. that ability to ask questions get to the bottom of something, take in outside ideas, the, the circle he's going to insulate himself with is going to help in that regard. Well, let's, let's go with that Rod Woodson, a Hall of Fame guy. If Rod Woodson wants to coach, he can't get a job that's better than being an assistant on Eddie George's staff at TSU. Uh, this kind of mystifies me. Yeah, well, I'm sure he could. Rod- I mean, the last time he coached was with the Raiders. Yeah, why wouldn't Rod Woodson go to Purdue? his alma mater, and be a coach on the staff if, if he really wanted to. I, I'm with you. It does. It baffles me that this level of guy. And Jeff Fisher, I'll say also. I don't know that Jeff Fisher's going to be on the I, staff. Still, we haven't like, heard if that Jeff yet. Fisher, if Jeff, Jeff Fisher was interested in Montana State, 
If I'm Montana State, I'm hiring Jeff Fisher. Yeah, but that's as a head coach. In a heartbeat. I know. I as know. head coach. I agree. I'd have no qualms about hiring Jeff Fisher. Now, if I'm Tennessee, I'm not hiring Jeff Fisher. If I'm Auburn, I'm not hiring Jeff Fisher. If I'm Vandy, I'm not hiring Jeff Fisher. If I'm on Montana State, I'm absolutely hiring Jeff Fisher. Agree. Here, I don't get that part. Here, here's the other thing, and I thought this was maybe Eddie's most interesting answer. He was asked about the biggest challenge, and he wound for a minute. And we saw him thinking on his feet, uh, and then he got to it. And he got to it, and he got to it very good. Understanding what's needed by these kids, what these kids need, figuring out who they are and what they need, which is a very simple answer, and which I think if you're a kid in the Tennessee State football program, which is what the football program's about, first and foremost, the kids in the football program, he landed right in the right spot on, on that. And uh, I think that was the last question he took in a pretty short press conference where also, there wasn't a last question. You know, they asked for more questions. There wasn't one. Um, but he landed on the kids, and that's uh, And there are layers telling. to that answer. I mean, they, one of the what first things need, I believe need, he'll need. do is ask for a – I think he wants to play those games at Hell Stadium. Um, and, and he wants to right, – because, first off, Hell Stadium is in a, a solid location – going into campus there. So if you drive in, you're going to a basketball game, for instance, if you haven't been to a football game there, everywhere you go, there's a, a TSU logo or a Tigers logo going into the stadium. The stadium is in need of repair and upgrade. Yes. But I don't think the location needs to change. No, and it's right. I, I think it's right there's there an investment. The there's an investment there that um, it could be made, I think will be made. It's, I'm sure Eddie asked for certain things on this. Um, where it can become one of the better facilities in the in the conference, if you think about it. I'm not putting it up there with Austin P and what they've done, but site for site, it can be one of the the genuine football fabric locations of the OVC. If you don't know where the stadium is, it's it's kind of across the street and down a little from where Isaiah Wilson considered jumping off the balcony. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a historic can, landmark. When I was over there poking around, I, that, that's how I found it. It's a historic landmark, much like <laughs> Limelight was for Pac-Man Jones and, uh, and Big Daddy Gaddy. So very important part of Titans history. Yeah, I should put together a little bus but tour of all those places. Here's what. Uh, <laughs> with a hot tub in it? It ends with John yeah. Rich's bar. <laughs> yeah. be great. And John so Rich's you're right, house. this is where uh, one of the five places where Pac-Man Jones spat on a yeah. woman. We started at John Rich's home that drove me out of my neighborhood, and we yeah. ended at John Rich's bar where I if you look to the left, to this is the Inferno the Club in Murfreesboro where <laughs> Pac-Man Jones allegedly spit on someone and broke their chain. Um, so <laughs> the thing that Austin P and their stadium doesn't have is Nashville. That's great. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. I, mean, my, I, I think the broader point about stadium improvements and everything else, here's the other thing. TSU's always been a good player in terms of Power 5 drop-downs. Mm-hmm. Players transferring from Florida or LSU, true. picking TSU. You think it's even more desirable now that it's Eddie George? And with all due respect to Rod Reed, who I think did a good job there, you don't keep a job that long without doing a good job, and a TSU guy, I don't see a single player wanting to transfer now that Rod Reed's out and Eddie George is in. But It's hard to think about guys that are like, well, now I'm leaving because this isn't my guy. You're going to stay and see, yep. at the very least. Well, you're energized again. And, oh, and it's also going to be tough to transfer – because of the quick turnaround. Yep. Think about how quick now he's got to get things going, uh, both on the recruiting trail for next year, but, I mean, they're about to kick off in a handful of months. They just finished a season. 
and there's no spring football to get ready for the fall season. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's literally just around the corner. Uh, and he mentioned that they're tired. Eddie said. Yeah. These kids are tired. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure He hasn't met them yet, but he knows that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, best of luck to Eddie George. We, we are thrilled for him and the opportunity. But also, props to TSU for thinking outside the box here. We, we applaud that, especially at that level, uh, and acknowledging, look, th- this is a strategic move. And, and let's also point this out before the break. This is a strategic move, not for the football program, not for the athletic department, but for the university. And Eddie pointed this out. One of the first things he, he said whenever he, was, uh, he got to the Q&A portion of this, and maybe it was at the podium. It was. The, the football program lifts the university. It is the front porch to the university. And that is exactly what the TSU Tigers football program will be now with Eddie George at the helm. He is the spokesman for Tennessee State University, not the football program. He speaks on behalf of TSU, and everything that they show on the field and during the week will echo that of that TSU mantra. That is a fantastic hire because of that aspect. Totally agree. I think there's a huge curiosity for everybody to see how this thing pans out. And uh, has this city ever been this curious about TSU since the days of John Merritt? No. And again, it goes back to where would you put TSU in the interest level among the other OVC schools in state? And you know my interest I level of those schools is I zero. But, I, but, you know, Austin P was doing okay. Uh, Tennessee Tech, ever, whenever I check the scores, they're leading in games. Like, so Martin has nice helmets. My, my point is I can't think of another hire that would, would have been within a framework of a hire, not outside the box, that would have done the same thing. Past MTSU already, we agree on that in terms of interest. Yeah, just we're not talking about just yeah. OVC. Entry. And I'll say this, if Vandy didn't have a new coach and an alumni in Clark Lee, it, it'd be pretty close in terms of pizzazz and interest in programs. That's an SEC program in your city. Though I will say, as much as we bash that Vanderbilt Stadium, the hole is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but again, I, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. The Clark Lee hire re-energizes Vandy a little bit more to where they're ahead of... TSU on the pecking and order And the teams for sure. that are coming in to play Vanderbilt. But there's also I think we all agree standard. it would be closer. Yeah, yeah whole different It would be standard. closer if you were going into another year with Derek Mason. TSU would take $50 million a year on a TV contract and do something with it. You Which would hope. Vandy's finally done. Well, finally. Fingers crossed. But we're comparing stadiums. Shovels still have to go on the ground, but we're fingers crossed stadiums. it's happening. And they also, what, what is it, a twelve to 14,000 seat stadium? Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it should never be talked about in the same. Different level breath that you could even envision a scenario where you would talk about them together is an indictment of old Vanderbilt coming up I propose a show bet for Outkick 360 and maybe for all the viewers straight ahead Outkick 360 rolls on It is OutKick360. You can follow the show on Twitter, at OutKick360. And if you're a new user for FanDuel, go to FanDuel.com slash OK360, and you can place up to $1,000 risk-free bet for new users at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Can we make a collective apology mostly focused on me to FanDuel people? Because last week we had a, uh, a good offer. 
a very oh. very good offer that said uh, join FanDuel uh, and you get what huge odds on one of these three guys making the cut. And I said, Dustin Johnson is making the cut. You'd be crazy not to jump in here and take just Dustin Johnson to make the cut. And then I was texting these guys Friday around noon. It's like, yeah, Dustin Johnson's not making the cut. But it seemed it seemed impossible. But also, you could also I would have I would have gone with that bet, Paul. You I could you could have gone speed. You could have gone speed or McElroy. Yeah. Uh, on top how about of that. Dustin Johnson not making the cut? And how much oh. fun must it be to miss the cut and hang out for two days to put the green jacket on someone else <laughs> after me, you miss? You know it. what? It's got it's got to be a blast because you have won a green jacket. You just had your champions dinner a few days prior. Who cares? You start drinking, you, crack open yeah, a bottle. I mean, the scene is at his rental house, whatever they rented, because they're not going to the course. Right. I don't think he's going to sit around and walk, you know. But are you watching someone. the man? Well, oh, you you're doing? watching. He's probably watching. Yeah, you're watching. And drinking. You're drinking. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely <laughs> drinking. Uh, and, and just taking it in. I mean, for at least for one year. You can handle it, I would I would think. Um, well, the next year, you don't have to put the jacket on anybody, so you don't have to stay if you miss the cut. You can get, get out of Dodge. Curious if, if we should... Uh, Lay some money on the Preds tonight because I've we have not seen them have success against their opponent they're facing. They're fourth in the playoff spot right now in the Central. Two points ahead of Chicago with 13 games to go. Three head-to-head matchups with the Blackhawks coming up. Um, Nashville, six points ahead of Dallas, and that's why we featured Dallas up here as well. They're favored by a point and a half over Florida. And Dallas and Chicago have two games against each other left. So we're seeing the, the, the playoff picture form here. But here's Nashville tonight hosting Tampa Bay. The final matchup, finally, between the Preds and the Lightning for the regular season. We could see this down the road. Right at the end of the But tunnel. Nashville is 1-6 and six this season against Tampa Bay. Jeez. Tampa, one of the best teams in the league. Nashville playing among the best teams right now, except against the Lightning. Are you saying money line? I'm saying money line against uh, uh, for the, for the Predators. Well, Something's well, got to change. I'm thinking my about a says, here. My mind says absolutely not. Would I bet on the Preds in this game? But my mind has led me to lose almost every bet I've made in the last two weeks. So I feel like I should go against my own mind and bet and on the Preds the way your suggestion. Forgive right me. Is now, forgive Paul, me for I'm, reading between the te- the lines here. My and assumptions trying to read the mean te- nothing. The vote of confidence yesterday by David Poyle. Does that give a little energy to the roster? Well, I feel like the last time they, David Poyle gave this roster a vote of confidence, they sucked following <laughs> the vote uh, of confidence. Run. And we're going to run it back, and then they did not reward David Poyle. The, with the vote confidence. of confidence being that they, they, made, that they made one move. They were a buyer for a, a back-end defenseman. defenseman. But, but my, my overall point is they didn't trade away any assets uh, or trade four assets in return for a, a current player that's playing well. The one thing I wish I understood better about FanDuel, and this is probably me being a dumb better, yeah. like I immediately looked at that and I thought, well, if we're going to do it, I would, I would take Moneyline Preds and under the five and a half goals. Yes. But then uh, FanDuel says two or more selections from the same event can't be combined in a parlay. They often have same-game parlays. But oftentimes the categories features. categories I pick, they don't let me combine, and I want an explanation as why I can't combine those two categories. Uh, I'd go in on a little for for the Preds to in. win. <laughs> I'm not going all in. Let's put everything in the middle. Again, I would say no, absolutely not. They're not beating Tampa, but I, my it's I've been so bad at this <laughs> that I want to go against my own inclination and ride with Hutton on this. Yeah, let's put it on the Preds. Let's go. 
right, I'm in for a little bit. Let's roll that. Nothing. Nashville, no. six points ahead of Dallas, uh, three games in hand on the Stars. Uh, we will see them down the road. They have – let me look at their upcoming schedule. Forgive me for not having this well, Let me read this here. while you're looking for oh, that. Oh, tonight against Tampa, and then they head to Carolina for two games. Okay, so Poyle decides to stand pat, adds a little, um, and says that he actually has been – you know, decided a month ago that he was all in with staying with this roster, right? That he hasn't been thinking sell hardly at all. John Glennon at Broadway Sports Media writes this. Seven of the Predators' final 13 games will be played against the top three teams in the division, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Florida. Those three opponents, the Predators, are 3-13-1 so far this year, mm-hmm. which, considering Nashville would have to play one in the first round of the postseason, doesn't seem to bode well for a lengthy, lengthy playoff stay. So is Poyle... Uh, Lulled to sleep by the recent success, then you play those three teams that you stink against for the end of the month, end of the season, then you play one of them in the postseason, you're knocked out, and you had all this confidence in a run that didn't really have much meaning because these three teams are going to dictate your fate. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Dallas, who has the best odds at catching Nashville, because, again, Nashville has played more games than Dallas to this point, their schedule is extremely favorable coming up over the next week and a half, two weeks. They will play against the they will play against the Panthers, but then they will host the Blue Jackets twice, and then they have four straight games against the Red Wings. Four games in a so, row against the same team. Dear well, but God. keep in mind Dallas has had some stoppages throughout the season. Yeah. So they, that's why you see the Nashville schedule that's ahead of Dallas. Uh, but why the next few games that, that Glennon, Glenn Glenno's pointing out here, uh, extremely important for the Preds with a stretch coming up where Dallas's opponents not nearly as competitive for the postseason as Nashville's. So are the Preds better and they're going to build on 3-13-1 against these teams and be competitive against one of them in the first round? That's what Poyle's betting on. But if they're not... He's blown it. Well, it's hard not to bet on the team and how they're playing right now over the last four or five weeks. It really is. Um, you but, get the because, high goaltender. Well, but beyond that, hell, like, you know. we've seen this team, not just the, we, not just a team, we have seen this franchise limp in, not, not limp in, get into the back end of a, a playoff run and get hot at the right time and make a push down the path of the playoffs. So, I'll say again, though, what you've said, Hutton, and I'm, I'm applauding you on this. He didn't have to stay all the way in or go all the way out. Mm-hmm. There is some middle ground here where you could play for the present and the future at the same time. For the right offer, though. Like, you're not well, that's giving his a, job. You're not giving – no, it's it's another general manager's job to make an offer that's favorable for them. Well, he's – no, he, he can you're be not, making the offers also. Well, you can offer up Matias Ekholm all you want to as long as it's going. you're going to get something in return for him that's going to be more value right. than the contract you're willing to give him in but the offseason. But he made off-season. it sound like he wasn't a seller at all, so he's not out there for working, the price. working to find the right price. He's got to do his part. I, I think for the right price, there were some guys who were available. The, the problem is the players who are available don't have those massive contract numbers, and they're actually favorable with the money that they're making right now on the Preds roster. It's a difficult spot. They have but some I bad think, contracts. And look, I'm all about go for it now, go for it now. I just wonder, you know, we saw this team play some really bad hockey. 
uh, for a stretch. And there's numbers right there against those three teams, 3, 13, and 1. Even if you turn better, how much better? And is better enough to get out of the first round against one of those three teams conceivably? They've been much better. They've been much better against bad teams. I I don't see this as a team unless they completely turn it around that – is even going to compete in a playoff series with whoever they're going to face. And but, if they don't, then two years from now, we're going to be looking back saying, boy, was that 2021 season worth not doing anything? Uh, maybe. Know. Hindsight's magical. If, if a playoff run sells more season tickets, which behind the scenes we haven't heard much of. By the way, season tickets are that, available for next year for the Predators would, for the first time in a while. Yeah, they need home games. They, they, need, they need momentum. They need playoff games. And, and to be a seller right now, uh, like I, I do think there's some uh, – Behind the scenes, they need a winner. They need to be able to sell a winner after being shut well, down. Well, they need for to be able to half. sell a winner, and they need those home gates, which means they need a second series to get a second set of home gates to get. That well, I don't even know. I'm not even money. talking about attendance right now. I'm talking about next season. Season tickets are available when normally people are begging for the opportunity to buy them. Yeah, because they've um, run their course on those. And I'm not saying that's just a Preds sold. issue. It's a league-wide problem, but. Specifically to the to the market, I think it's important that they make the postseason for that reason. So they've run their course on the season tickets that they sold out of the Stanley Cup run. Now. Well, the key the key right? phrase there Three is playoff years. run. You said a playoff run and what it would sell. I, I don't see them going on a playoff run. I see them getting beaten badly in one playoff series at this point. Don't we? Th- Unless they start to show that they can have some success against these better teams. Uh, that they're going to be going up against. But I guess, I guess my point is there's no guarantee one way or the other when you get into the NHL playoff, the Stanley Cup playoffs, what's going to happen. Yeah, I and because of that, if you're saying make the playoffs or not, is it important for this team to make the oh, playoffs? Oh, it absolutely is. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Instead of just saying, you know what, sell the farm and let's restart. Uh, two months ago, the signals were this team wasn't going to sniff the postseason. Yeah. They would have been Detroit right now, at which point I would have been – Standing up adamant that they have to get rid of players in order to gain assets for the future. And now standing and staying put on where they are, where they need 26 points over the next 13 games, their final 13 games, that's the magic number for them. I don't, I don't mind the fact that they, they were able to sit tight and they didn't just jump on an offer for – for Ekholm, or he's the example, or, or anyone, just because another team came calling. I would think that they would get an increased gate. I, don't, I haven't been following what's going on there, but vaccines are going pretty strong now. I know Chad and I are uh, next week getting our second dose. I'm not talking about the increased gate in the no, postseason. I, 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 I'm, I'm One going, gate's not going no, to. I'm talking about the longevity of a three-year commitment in the pocketbook. I know, but I was changing the subject there. And if they get an increased gate and more people in the building for that, It'll help them financially, and then those people, if they see what, like what they see, are more likely to be the people that buy some of those season tickets, which will help. I just, uh, you know, the, the way they're pushing season ticket sales right now, I think oh, there's a story sure. behind the scenes that we haven't thoroughly asked about. No, their financial and, health has been something we've talked amongst ourselves about, and there's yeah. not a lot of information. And it's been available. incredible what they've been able to pull out because the, that venue, uh, which is normally booked, Four out of seven days during the week. I mean, on average, yeah. you could say there's a concert going on. There's Monster trucks. There's whatever. something in that venue other than Predators hockey when there's not Predators hockey being played. Um, and for that building to sit empty for for the last 13 months, it's incredible to have them where they are. And we've seen a Canadian-based team, and this was pre-pandemic, uh, have trouble paying a hotel bill in Texas. 
you know, the, the financial yeah, quality yeah. of some of these teams. And they're expanding the league. It's expanding the league. Now, uh, Seattle's going to be a very sturdy franchise, but also, you know, this ESPN contract we need to look into, that's going to do wonders for the NHL being back on ESPN, a channel that you're going to flip past and see a game. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm like you. I don't love that it's on there because I don't love hockey, but it's good for no hockey. One's, no one's there. flipping channels anymore is the thing. So well, I don't, I don't think your people are flipping center, mind going to it. The help is the promotional aspect. Yes. Every ESPN it's property, on Sports Center more. website, everything is promoting hockey more. What that's that's the but yeah. no one's flipping channels anymore like it's 1989. And oh, the the no. Red Wings are playing the Lightning. I'm going to watch that. But here's the thing. I do Go, still think there's one thing where you go to look at Sports Center and if a game spills over, uh, oh yeah. See the, then you might see the yeah. end of a hockey game. That's going back to the to wrap up the discussion on the Preds. Better to go to the playoffs than not go to the playoffs. Certainly, you don't pitch in the season and say, boy, we've sucked against the good teams, so why even go to the playoffs and get beat by the good teams? I get that mentality. I'm telling you, they're going to get beaten badly by one of these better teams unless something crazy happens like, wait for it, puck luck. Uh, well, the puck luck will be on the Preds' side now. They've got the one thing, though. Now is the time. They've got hey. the one thing that spins a playoff series that shouldn't spin, a, uh, that, that can flip a playoff series. A goalie who's playing right now very well and can play very well. Puck lock. And, and Pekka wasn't that playoff goalie, but maybe Soros is. Puck lock. Ask, ask Matt Duchesne. It's going to be on their if side. All about, they the didn't have it last BS. time. Puck if it's lock. All if it's all about, about puck, luck, just flip coins. If it's just puck luck, then what are we doing discussing the sport? I would ask that question. No, are we collectively <laughs> on the same page? <laughs> I've but asked I think, that question since that statement. I think the goalie can give them a chance to beat a team they shouldn't beat. That's what happens in hockey playoffs. It hasn't happened for them. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, so are we going all in? I'm looking at the, the, the all in. I mean, what's your all in bet? I don't. I don't. We need to are get going. Into the I made the bet. I'm going to bet because I've been terrible. Go ahead, Chad. Betting, and I'm going with Hutton. All I'm right. Going against yes. my own inclination, I'm going with Hutton. I can tell you this: we are definitely going all in on a new favorite nation status. Can we bet Danny's salary on the game tonight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not can looking for Lance a, and Jacob. Right, let's we're do a parlay. Like Lance and Jacob. Can we combine Preds. Danny and Becca and, and Emma and we just we figure that we go all in. Here's what I want to do. Is Preds money line and is Danny awake right now? <laughs> well, uh, better, better odds. We've got a new favorite nation on this show. we got to get to that. Oh, yes. Yes. We, all rise for the national anthem. from another country next. Wrapping up OutKick 360, you can find the podcast for the full show wherever you download your podcast. And we hope you'll subscribe, give us a rating, and a review, much like the review from Azure Fan, five-star rating, and this review from Azerbaijan. I'm excited to have a podcast as an option. I'm currently living and working in Azerbaijan and getting to listen to the guys talk about sports and whatever else makes me feel a little closer to my hometown of Nashville. Now I can catch up with my Titans, actually hear real constructive criticisms of teams that I like from Paul. Keep up the good work, guys. We love the five-star rating and we salute you, Azerbaijan. 
We got add Azerbaijan to favored nation status on Outkick 360. If you're listening or watching in a foreign land, please let us know where you're listening or watching and give us a review like that one. And who knows, Paul may salute your national anthem on this very program by simply submitting that review. I thought it was disrespectful that you guys didn't stand up. We had a trivia question in my house, my sister's visiting uh, the other night. Countries that begin with A. Mm. And uh, sadly, I forgot Azerbaijan. Really? So I apologize. Is it I, I wouldn't forget it now. What, what was the uh, What was the country where we had the gentleman? We named the country. I can't. It would forgive me. Where the uh, we were going to have the World Cup played? Um, Cotter. Cotter. Cotter or Cutter. Cutter. Or Qatar. It used to be. We Qatar. said now Qatar. We said Qatar, Qatar, and then there was someone that was working a job. In Cutter, who called oh. us yeah. live on the air to moment. confirm yeah. that it was Cutter. Look so, at all this evidence of our international presence. So Doha. I wonder if Doha. Azure Fan could confirm on maybe another rate, uh, another review, is it Azure Bajan or Bajan? I don't know. Bajan sounds right to me. Too. Well, you said Bajan sounds, I, but I don't know. I, I stumbled on it. It sounds churched up. It sounds like Dijon, <laughs> you know? But it looks like Dijon. It looks Dijon. like Dijon. For the record, uh, Austria, their, their, Algeria. Their anthem also sounds like a death march, too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Austria, Algeria, and Someone was thanks executed to Coach. That. Coach made very that popular recently. Al Albania. Oh, yes, yeah. Albania. Border on the Adriatic. <laughs> Armenia? Armenia. Azerbaijan, um, uh, shout out, and uh, we, we love that... Uh, we're getting that review on Apple Podcast. Terrific. Uh, you can find the now podcast. We, we do mention wherever you download podcasts. There are, <laughs> I found this out, there are so many options for podcasts beyond just Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Podbean. And Out, uh, Outkick has found them. <laughs> there are all over the place. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share the link uh, daily for us on Twitter on the, the video replay. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have an Amazon product, just ask Alexa to search OutKick on YouTube. The show will pop up immediately. Periodically, we forget, or I do, or I think collectively there we did, to describe what we're doing for those very podcasts. So during that national anthem, I stood which resulted in my head being cut out of the frame should we, with my hand over my heart. It resulted in us laughing. That's should we all rise to, to wrap up the show? I think well, we should. It's too late now. It's too late now. Well, I mean. Can, can this play us out? J Jacob can play us out. Can you play us out? To play, play us out. out. i got to get my We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Don't Azerbaijan, lock the box. Do lock the locks. Even in Azerbaijan. <laughs>